0: Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I am the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. Today I'm going to talk about why a lot of your ab training isn't working. The purpose of the Method to the Madness is to explain things to you things that are scientific in nature, but at the same time, really help you understand that this stuff really isn't as complicated as you think. All right. So we're going to get into why your abs are making you fat. No, I'm just kidding on that one, but I want to, I want to really try to get your attention. So you really stay in because, uh, this is a problem and it's a problem in, uh, personal training. So why don't you, uh, Listen and find out. Before I get to that, let me thank Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. He's got his own team up there in Ormond Beach, and they are consummate professionals. And I think that is extremely important. You know, a lot of people jumped in different industries during COVID, and real estate is no exception to that. They got a lot of people jumping in. And, uh, you know, I can see why people want to make a buck, but at the same time, I think it's more important to have people that know what they're doing than people that just want to make a buck. And uh, these guys are out there to do it professionally, and they can be reached at theguildingroup.com. All right, so let's talk about these old abdominals. Let's start with a little science here. When people say core training and ab training, I want to explain what the actual muscles of the core are and essentially there are five so i'll write them down and i'm going to tell you what they do you first have your rectus abdominis and the rectus abdominis are the muscles that actually flex the spine now flex means creating a narrower gap all right So essentially, it takes something straight and it bends it. That's what flex is. So when you flex your spine, you are bringing your chest towards your knees, so to say. That is flexing your spine. And believe it or not, your spine actually is considered a joint. So the spinal column is also considered a joint. It's funny, a lot of times when people say bend at the hip, They actually bend at the spine. The hip goes outward, inward, upward, but we don't really bend at the hip. We bend at the spine. I know what they're talking about, but it's still wrong in the real sense of what we're trying to say. So that is your rectus. Your transverse abdominals are called your isoabdominals. And what they do is they hold your spine in place. So they prevent excessive movement when you go into a plank position that is using your transverse abdominals when you're bracing yourself literally bracing yourself which is what a plank is truly supposed to be you're using your transverse abdominals when you're spotting correctly and keeping your chest up you're using your transverse abdominals now the transverse abdominals are far more important than your rectus abdominals all right All these muscles have a purpose. There's no question behind it. But oftentimes, when people talk about training their core, they're very much mistaken. All right. So the rectus abdominals cause spinal flexion, as I said, and that's going to be an exercise like a basic sit-up or a crunch. And your transverse abdominals are your abdominals, and they hold your spine in place. And they're critical for most athletic events. You have to be able to brace yourself and keep yourself up, and keep your chest upward. Now we move to the sides, and you have two muscles on your sides. A lot of people think there's only one, but there's technically two. There's your internal and external obliques. The internal obliques are deeper than the external obliques, which are superficial to the internal obliques, okay? Superficial means more on the surface, and deep means down below, all right? So you're External obliques sit on top of your internal obliques, and they both essentially have the same action, and that is spinal rotation. So when you rotate your spine, you can see how critical that is for many, many sports and just human movement, right? So you're not going to be able to swing a golf club without strong external internal obliques or a baseball bat or a tennis racket or anything that requires a lot of rotation or any rotation of the spine. They also do what is called lateral flexion and that is bending at the side so a sideward bend from the side that is spinal flexion internal and external obliques do that all right oftentimes people say your love handles they're referring to them but if you just train them and train them a lot you're going to make them more muscular which is fine. I mean, they'll be stronger, but guess what? They're gonna be bigger. So when I said your ab training might be making you fat, I was kind of kidding, but kind of not. And I will get into that here when I talk about the training for these things. But uh, yeah, you can make them bigger. So if you're training your abs to make yourself smaller, well, that is called spot reduction and it absolutely won't work. If anything, it is going to make your trunk thicker. All right. And then finally, and the most important of them all is your spinal erectors. And in this case, it is your erector spinae. That is your lower back muscle. And that is responsible for spinal extension. So remember, flexion is causing a narrower gap. Extension is opening it up. So essentially, it's going from the bent position of spinal flexion to a complete 90 degrees, standing straight up. And that is in your extension. So when you do a back extension on a machine like we have, or a hyper extension off of a uh, typical hyperextension bench in a gym, or prone Cobras or Cobras or Supermans, you're doing spinal erectors. And it is so critical. They're so underdeveloped compared to spinal flexors. I mean, my goodness, it, they are so underdeveloped. All right. So what's the problem? Have you heard of those uh, silly classes like eight-minute abs or 30-minute abs? A lot of these uh, boot camp-style classes have done things like that. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know. I really don't. I, I probably should research this a little more, but I try not to research ridiculous things. I mean, where did this come from? Where did people get the idea that more is better when it comes to abs. I mean, the, the other day we did our email that we sent out about muscles. Actually, Ellen did that email and she talked about smooth muscle and striated muscle and cardiac muscle. Those are the three types of muscle tissue. And muscle tissue is actually skeletal muscle, which is striated muscle. All right. So the striated muscle in your biceps is the same as the striated muscle in your glutes, is the same as the striated muscles in your quads, is the same as the striated muscles in your abdominals. So what on earth makes people think that if they do bicep curls, they're going to make their biceps bigger. But if they do crunches or sit-ups, they're going to make their abdominals smaller. I mean, isn't that stupid? I mean, I hate to mix words, but isn't that just really dumb? I mean, when you think about it, you know, I mean, and, and don't give me the, you know, well, misled thing. No, that's that's not true. I mean, I mean, why would you think on earth that there is muscle tissue in one area of the body that responds different to stimulus than the other? It's muscle tissue. It's striated muscle tissue. If you train it and you have a caloric surplus it is going to grow. It is not going to get smaller. All right. So that's maybe one of the biggest frustrating parts of being a trainer is people always feel the need to train their abs, and they always do the same thing. They, you know, they pat their belly. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And you know, we explain it. Of course, we do. And then later on, you know, use the jokes so they can kind of get it. And say, well you know, the absolute best ab exercise for what you're talking about is pushing away from the table, right? And that's true. So if we want our abs to be smaller, we have to lose weight. There's just no other way around it. All right. And then you think, well, then what about getting that six pack or eight pack, you know, where those muscles really show? Okay. So yes, you would have to develop the muscles there first, but you would still have to be lean for them to show. But just because you need to or want to develop the muscle there, which is fine. Why do you think it is any different than any other muscle group? So are you going to do like you want your biceps to show better? You want your triceps to show better. So you're going to go to an eight minutes tricep class or you're going to go to, you're going to put in a video for 16 minute biceps, you know, and do just a million reps with no load and keep going and do it from, a million angles with no load, right? It sounds really dumb, right? Of course it does. You're not going to do that. You're going to do bicep curls with the barbell or bicep curls with dumbbells, or you're going to get on the the pre-core Cybex bicep machine and train your biceps. You're not going to do eight-minute biceps and just sit there and do a million different angles in front of the mirror. I mean, look, yes, there are people out there that are marketing geniuses and they do these little classes i can remember when i was young you know basically a teenager i suppose and that there was that uh class uh, on espn way back and it would show these people doing things like that and they had your great fitness models doing them you know both male and female and of course you, you look at that and they've got great abs it's like they didn't do that for their abdominals i mean you know, they, they did that through their diet and through their consistent exercise program. And then they're just modeling it. And I don't know if they knew better or not. I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that most professional fitness people know what they're talking about because I would say in cases like this, most do not. And they're just passing along what they heard. And the other thing is you have to understand is ab training is, for the most part, very, very easy. There is not a lot of caloric or energy burn when you do abs, all right? So take, for example, the uh, squat exercise, any squat, a goblet squat, even a body weight squat with no load and do 20 of those. You're going to be pretty gassed, right? Because you're going through a full range of motion. You're vertical, which means you got the highest load resistance because you're in a vertical stance. You're going to go down what three feet or so with most of your body weight, and then you're going to come up. This is with no load, and you add load, it's even more energy, even more ener- energy burn. Boy, that was uh, fun to say. So then you lay down and do a crunch and do 20. You can bust that out with no effort, hardly at all. So. Sure, some ab exercises require like a lot of flexibility, range of motion and all that, you know, absolutely. It's more of that actually, but it doesn't make them hard. So it's easy to do a bunch of exercises like that. And I always say like here at the gym, especially with people that like we have a hard time getting that into their head, it's like, You know, if if we get finished with the workout and there's still a few minutes left and, you know, they want to work on something. Oftentimes, somebody will say, oh, a set of abs will say, no, how about some squats and split squats? I mean, let's do something where you're going to get more bang for your buck. Let's let's do something productive. Now, I'm not saying don't do any abs. That's, That's just not it. But a good quality set or two, just like you would for other muscle groups. Trying to bring your abs to failure because that's really the key. If you want to get them stronger and it is important to have strong abs. So don't, don't get me wrong. It is. It's just they're so overtrained. They're done all the time. And when you start doing like a lot of reps at a lot of different angles, what tends to happen is they get overdeveloped. And then what you start to see is what we call kyphosis. So the person is Brought forward. All right. So, in worst case scenario, think hunchback of Notre Dame, Quasimodo, where the shoulders are rounded forward and you've got a hunchback, right? So, that comes from kyphosis and the shoulders are rounded inward and it, it comes from postural issues too, yes. But if we overdevelop a certain area like abdominals, what tends to happen is we get a pelvic tilt forward. So, we end up bending more from the spine. Don't think hips from the spine. We bend forward. And with that creates a lot of posture issues. It makes it very difficult for people to keep their chest up on squats. So I'm constantly working with people to try to correct that because that kind of muscle imbalance can cause overuse injuries or just injuries in general. I have bunches of people I'm working with like that. And oftentimes it's the very athletic types because They've been told to do all these different types of sit ups forever. That they basically have trained those muscles to pull themselves forward, and they've wasted a lot of time. Because I guarantee you, the majority of people did these type of exercises under the misconception that they're trying to flatten their stomach. I mean, it just happens all the time. I would see like the swimmers at the pool deck, and their coaches would say. All right, put down your kickboards, lay on the back, do 200 crunches, and their their form is just garbage. But yet, they're still stimulating their abs, and they don't need any more abs than they already have anyway. It was really ridiculous. So, it's just such a time waster, and people do them all the time for basically the inappropriate reasons. So, we should be training our abdominals, but we should not be training them with any more reps than we do other areas of the body i mean that's just all there is to it so let's say if you want to effectively train your arms you're going to do like three sets right three sets of 10 three sets of 12 maybe three sets of 15 whatever somewhere in that moderate rep range the same is for the abdominals and if you have overdeveloped abdominals then you need to lay off of them and work more of the lower back i mean so mine are, are very taut that way and I have pronounced abdominals with that as well. So personally, I hardly do any at all. I do a lot of spinal erectors and some plank and some oblique work, but I don't do a lot of anterior abs at all because they're already developed and I don't want them overdeveloped. So, you know, you think of the bodybuilders, the professionals or the close to professionals that have like the washboard abs Big V taper. You think, oh, again, I I think you get it now what what I'm getting at. But a lot of people think, oh, you know, what's their ab training? They must be doing 30 minutes a day. It's like the majority of them don't do any ab training. They know it is a waste of time. They don't do any. Their ab training is dieting before a show so they get as ripped and lean as possible And they do a lot of bracing activities like planks, except they plank during their exercises. So every exercise they do, they're pulling their stomach in. They're squeezing their belly button to their spine as they're pulling their chest up. That's their ab training. They don't want necessarily poochy bellies from having overdeveloped abs. And they damn sure shy away from obliques because obliques will just make them look blocky. There was a professional bodybuilder forever named Rich Gaspari, and he was a phenomenal athlete. I mean, he was as lean as you can get. He was ripped. He was jacked. He was all those things. And he had trouble winning the really big events because his obliques were just freaking monstrous. And I'm not sure that he overly hit them, especially after a while because it just became known. But you look at the guy from the anterior view and you'd say, there is no V taper like his lats and chest were huge, but he just came down like a block. So you could stay, he was in a different era than Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you could, if you were to stand those two next to each other, and I believe he was in the era with Lee Haney and Lee Haney was similar to Schwarzenegger where he just had that phenomenal V taper where he had a huge back and chest and then pretty narrow abs like Arnold, didn't have this small 28-inch waist like people think. It was closer to 33 to 34, actually. Well, you know, And you think that's pretty big, but you got to remember, he was 6'2", 6'3", and he had a huge, massive chest and upper back. So he came into a nice V-taper. And Lee Haney was 5'10", and he came into a nice V-taper. Now, Gaspari next to them was probably as equally shredded, but symmetry-wise, he just didn't have it because he had these huge, huge, choppy obliques. They were ripped. I mean, you, you couldn't grab, but an inch of skin at the very most. I mean, that's all you were grabbing there, but it still looked big on stage. So we have to remember that, that my, my quest for you, my goal for you is to like, stop it. Just train them like you would other muscle groups. Now, oftentimes people, we'll end up doing more reps because they don't have load. I get that, but there are app machines and there are other ways to add load. And some people actually don't need to train them at all, but a lot of people do because they are part of keeping a strong core. If you've had back issues ever, you want to work on them, but you don't want to work on them at the expense of your lower back. It's really got to be the other way around. You should be doing, like, say... 2 to 2 to 1 as far as your ratio of low back to abdominal exercises for sure or sets at the very least because again the low back is often undertrained and the abdominals are overtrained okay so if you don't want to be fat and i'm saying this so you you know get the point obviously ab training has very little to do with being fat right i mean it it has nothing to do with it at all your abs are simply another muscle group in your body that needs to be trained just like all your other muscle groups and your body composition is going to have everything to do with your diet next would be your cardio and then of course your strength training increases your metabolism but that's where strength training begins and ends with body fat on the abs people all right speaking of strong men it's funny because when i was talking about the squats earlier I was going to mention how, like, this morning, Zach Hawk was in here doing some, like he normally does Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but we were doing some high rep, you know, 20-ish squats with a pretty good load, and I think uh, if you were sitting here for this interview, he would attest to you that uh, it is much harder to do 20 (laughs) reps of, of, uh, you know, 90-degree parallel squats versus crunches because he was... A hurting puppy when he got done with those. I mean, exercises like that are hard. So he's a get it. He gets it. His poppy gets it and they own overhead door and they are absolute hard workers in the gym and outside of the gym. I mean, they're always hustling. They're always working. They're always going to people's houses. They're always fielding phone calls. Zach will leave here. He's very good about not getting back to people during his workout. He, I see him. He gets in his truck and he's constantly getting back to people. And he's only here 30 minutes to work out, and they're just on it. They have the best customer service in Daytona Beach, and you can bank on that. I don't put very many stickers on my truck, but let me tell you, i got an Overhead Door one on there, and I'm proud of it. So if you need help, give them a call at OverheadDoorDaytona.com.